Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Backchat. Welcome to Yoga Berry, your yoga for scoliosis community. If you are new here, hello, hi, and welcome. I hope that you find, if you are on YouTube right now, um, stay here, obviously, and um, we'll be talking about S-curve scoliosis today. So I'll be talking about what it is exactly. We'll be talking about some of the differences because not one S-curve is the same as the other. Just a little uh, hint there. Um, and we'll be talking about what that means for our yoga practice as well. So if you are here, come, uh, come and join the, the conversation. Ask your questions. Um, if you have an S-curve, type it into the chat and um, maybe you know which way it goes as well. Maybe you know your cob angle. Feel free to let us know. And I am in my practice space today. So if you are listening to, to this on your podcast app, then feel free to keep listening and um, as you don't have video. And then if you want to then afterwards need any clarification or not quite sure what I'm talking about, then feel free to have a look on YouTube where you will find the whole video with me basically making lots of hand movements as well and maybe explaining a couple of things. I am, as I said, in my practice space. So I've got my yoga mat behind you. I can demonstrate things if I need to. And yes, really excited about this topic because it's kind of the number one topic that I get asked about. Um, I have an S-curve. What should I do? Which yoga poses should I be doing? So if this is your question, make sure to get involved. Um, let, let me know. Let me know in the chat. And I hope that you're finding this useful. So before I get into it, um, I'm running a free webinar at the moment, and uh, the next one is on the 19th of December, which is this Sunday, coming Sunday, and it's going to be the last one of the year. And in that one, I'm doing a little presentation um, about scoliosis in general, but I also talk about how to practice safely with scoliosis, because again, that's usually something that people get a little bit worried about. I don't want to make my scoliosis worse, of course. Um, what shall I, what does that mean for my yoga practice? Are there any yoga poses that we shouldn't be doing? Are there any yoga poses that we should maybe be focusing on a little bit more? Um, different, um, different scoliosis curves, all the background information. If you are interested in that, if you're quite new to me as well and you want a little bit more of the nitty gritty stuff, then make sure to check out the description below this video where you will find the sign up for the free webinar. It's called How to Practice Yoga Safely with Scoliosis. It's at 7 p.m. Uh, my time, which is GMT, London. Um, if you can't make it live, and I do hope that you can make it live. We had so much fun last week and we had so many questions. We actually ran over a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, if you can't make it live, don't worry. You can always send me an email and send, submit all your questions beforehand and watch the replay afterwards. So there we go. I hope that you can make it. Uh, second announcement, Practice Transformation is my Yoga for Scoliosis online course. It's starting on the 16th of January, and we do have a three-month payment plan available for those who might not want to pay that full amount, even though it's not that much. It's 197 uh, for the whole course. But if you want to chop it down into three smaller payments, then you can absolutely do that. And that expires tomorrow, which is why I am mentioning it right now. So if you were thinking about getting yourself onto the practice transformation, and a few of you have signed up already, which is fabulous, um, then yeah, make sure to, to check it out. Good. So I'm going to have a look and see if anyone is joining me live right now. Again, I'm talking about the SCAF scoliosis. I can see there's a few of you tuning in. So if you do have any specific questions about your S curvature, that's what this back chat is, is all about, right? This is where you can ask your questions and um, offer your advice as well, right? So if you are a yogi and, or, you know, if you practice yoga, feel free to um, let us know what are your preferred yoga poses? What are you struggling with? What do you find difficult with your S-curve scoliosis? Okay, so let's get into this. I did bring my little, uh, little whiteboard here so I can do a few drawings because first of all, I think we need to define what exactly we're talking about here. We're talking about um, maybe you went to your chiropractor and or maybe you went to your doctor or massage therapist or anyone and they said to you oh you've got an s-curve scoliosis maybe uh you actually got a formal diagnosis from a doctor and they said it's an it's an s-shaped scoliosis even though this is kind of less uh likely because most um, medical professionals who do x-ray readings and who give you a formal diagnosis, they might not call it an S-shaped scoliosis or a reverse S-shaped scoliosis because it's kind of a highly simplified term. So let's just kind of make this, keep this straight right now so that we know what we're talking about. But in general, what we're talking about is a spine that kind of looks like an S, right? So um, I'm going to draw a couple of them. And actually, one is more of a question mark, to be honest, rather than an S. Bear with me while I make a little drawing here. And this is kind of a very quick one, giving it a little pelvis. Right, so I made two kind of snake shapes here, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, trying not to have the... Um, the um, reflection here in the screen. So these are kind of two, <coughs> two types or two ways that a, an S shape could go, right? And you, you will recognize straight away, well, one is not really an S, is it? It's more of a question mark. <laughs> so it, you always want to ask yourself, which way are you looking from? Are you looking from the back or are you looking from the front, right? If you're, if you're talking about an S curve scoliosis. And again, I wouldn't get too caught up on this, but if we are talking about scoliosis and the shape of the spine, it's 
usually described looking at somebody's back. So you got the diagnosis because somebody looked at you from behind, looked at your spine and don't be fooled. Just because they, they talk about an S curve, it might actually be going the other way. So it might be more of the question mark shape, which I, I showed here, rather than the S. It's still called an S curve, right? So just to be really confusing. S-curve simply means the shape, that the spine goes one way and then it goes the other way. So this is, this is really important to understand um, because also if you look at my YouTube channel and the playlists for, for scoliosis, you will find um, that it's called S-curve scoliosis. And the most common one is actually a right thoracic left lumbar curve. So right thoracic left lumbar. And again, I'm going to, because this looks a bit, it looks a bit weird, my little drawing here, um, because this the pelvis is all over the place. So I'm gonna correct this a little bit, just to make it a little bit better. Right, so this is the most common scoliosis S type curvature here. Let's cross this one out on the right. And it is a right thoracic left lumbar curvature. Again, gonna correct it a little bit more because there's not enough lumbar curve for me. Make it a little bit bigger. There we go. And the curves are always called by the location of the spine and the convexity of the spine. So there we go. So this would be a right thoracic left lumbar, right convex and then left convex. I do a little R and a little L here. Okay, now what, what exactly does that mean and which yoga poses should we practice? Well, this doesn't actually give us enough information, unfortunately, because what could happen is that uh, maybe you have a really big right thoracic curve and you have got a really small lumbar curve, or maybe you have a bigger lumbar curve and a smaller thoracic curve, or maybe both curves are very, very similar, right? They would all still be called probably an S-curve scoliosis, but there is a huge difference because if you can imagine, if you can appreciate when your whole thoracic is moved over to one side, that's quite different to your hips and your pelvis being shifted over to one side. So it's really important for us to find out um, which one is your main curvature. So which one is the bigger curve? And then that gives us a little bit more information about where the weight distribution is. And don't worry, if this is really, really confusing right now, and you're like, uh, well, just tell me what yoga pose I should be practicing. Um, it is, in a way, it, if you want to be specific, you do need to go into this nitty gritty stuff, I'm afraid. And this is exactly what we do, obviously, in, in Yoga for Scoliosis. We learn what exact shape we've got, and then we can start to modify our practice and can start to tailor it. But we do need all this information, unfortunately, um, because guess what? Everyone is different, right? But one very, very simple thing that you can do is 
stand up. So I'm going to zoom out a little bit. And you might want to do this with me. So standing up. And my head is not actually in the picture. It doesn't matter because you want to see my feet in a way. And I'm going to pull this up slightly so, so you can see my waist. And then first of all, see if you can just, maybe you look in the mirror and you just kind of see which way do your hips go, right? And if they are quite centered, so, you know, obviously I have been working on my scoliosis for a while. So if I stand with awareness, I can very much hide my scoliosis. If I hang out into my scoliosis pattern, and I'm going to show you from the back, you probably see that my weight is much more on the left and my hips are slightly shifted over to the right, right? So you can probably see a little bit of a, uh, this is a little bit more curvy and this is a little bit more straight here. So my hips are shifted over to the right. That gives us some information potentially about the, um, the, the direction of the primary driving curve. So if your hips are shifted over to the right, it probably most likely means that your primary curve is on the left, convex to the left, unless obviously you've got a big difference of um, leg length as well. If your hips are hips are shifted over to the other side, to the left, that probably means that your bigger curve is, is on the right side. So that's just something very, very simple to, to find out what exactly is going on. They might both be right thoracic left lumbar curves, right? But um, it makes a huge difference in terms of what we need to focus on and what we need to do. Um, good. So Elena is saying, uh, hi, Elena. She's saying we have the same shape um, and a bigger left lumbar curve. Yes, exactly. So that's exactly what's going on for me. So my lumbar curvature is the primary driving curve, which is why my hips are shifted over to the right. I do have a thoracic curve, but it's a small one. It's just a compensating curve. And this is, again, this is something um, important to understand that our bodies are super clever, actually. So especially if you have an S-curve, then pat yourself on the, on the, on the shoulder. Good job, body, um, because your body has found a way to compensate for this curvature. So, for example, for Elena and me, uh, we probably had only a left lumbar curve to start with, right? So maybe like my um, uh, scoliosis was diagnosed when I was a child. Um, they saw signs of it when I was five, but then probably when I went through growth spurts, let's say 10, 11, um, it was quite obvious it's a left lumbar curve, right? But then because I don't walk around like this, my body has found a way to correct itself. So it actually also added a little bit of a thoracic curvature to the other side to make sure that overall I'm balanced. And that's the good news that the S-curves, especially if the curvatures are a similar type, a similar um, cob angle, great. They're really, really good because overall they make sure that you're really balanced. And people who've got um, even large S-curve scoliosis, let's say 40 degrees in the thoracic, 
38 degrees in the lumbar. I'm just making this up as cop angles here. Overall, that might mean that their shoulders are actually even and their hips are actually even. It could be, right? Because they are overall quite balanced. And for them, all we need to do is make sure that we keep lengthening the spine and that we don't just kind of with age collapse, 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 collapse further into the scoliosis. Good. So intu intuitively in sync. Love that name. Thank you so much. I have scoliosis and I tried yoga and helped so much. I noticed with me being only five foot, I have to do a lot of stretching regularly. Lovely. I love that. Um, so, and mm, you might want to check out the, the back chat I did with Chris Cobb about stretching. Um, you might find that interesting just to kind of, yeah, it's a little bit controversial. Let's say I've moved away a little bit from stretching. And what I much prefer, and that's probably what you mean anyway as a word, I mean lengthening, right? Elongation of the muscles, of the spine is, is really, really a good idea. And I absolutely agree with you. Um, what is super helpful for those with scoliosis is, is general movement and resetting. Because every time you move, it almost... Um, I don't want to say it doesn't matter what you do, but if you are doing movement, your body has a chance to reset. Now, if you then get really specific and actually work on the, the things that your body needs, even better, right? So for example, today, if you, if you follow me on Instagram, um, I posted a little practice video from, from my little morning session this morning, and I'm not going to say morning routine, because it's not every day the same. So I do practice different things and I do practice um, what I need really in, in, in that particular moment. And this morning I was feeling quite unbalanced in my kind of hips and in the lower back, uh, psoas muscles or hip, hip flexors. Felt like one side was pulling a lot more, the other one was, was longer so I felt like I had to do a little bit of work in that area and I actually did things slightly asymmetrically and that's something that you might want to start experimenting with if you have got an s-shaped scoliosis um, because maybe in the in the lumbar spine in the lumbar region obviously your body takes you over to one side but obviously all your muscles around it and your organs and everything connective tissue will have had to adjust around the shape of your spine so everything is a little bit longer on one side and everything is a little bit shorter on the other side and it's also different from front to back and again we'll, we'll talk about this in the in the webinar on sunday why we talk why why i talk about the rotation as well so the body also behaves differently on the front of the right and the front of the left to the back of the right and the back of the left, just to make it really, really confusing. So yoga is such a great way to experiment and to um, notice all these, all these differences. And then you can obviously get specific as well and get targeted in these, in these, um, in these different areas, right? So with S-curve scoliosis, 
I would, my first thing to say would be make sure that you do things on both sides, right? Because both sides of your body need to be strengthened. Um, but you might do them slightly differently and you might do some things a little bit more on one side than the other. But I would not recommend to just do one yoga pose only one-sided, especially with SKF scoliosis, because um, in a way, you know, again, both sides of your body want the love, want the attention. It's just slightly differently. Okay. Uh, intuitively in sync is saying, thank you so much. I will go and watch. Yeah, don't watch now. <laughs> but yeah, you might want to, to check that one out. Um, it's, a, it's a really good one. And it's definitely changed the way I think about stretching, especially. Um, good. So let me know if you're here, if you have S-curve scoliosis, are there any yoga poses that you find difficult or that you would like me to demonstrate or um, any yoga poses that kind of cause you some challenges. So I'm going to give you a little bit of time to to kind of think about this. I do have a couple of poses in mind that we can talk about. But let's go back to my little drawing here. So what we're looking to do is we've got here the, the side of the concave thoracic that is short, and we've got the side of the concave lumbar, which is short, right? And which one is bigger? At the moment, let's kind of forget about this, but that's what we, what we have to keep in mind. Again, if you want to get really specific, I would recommend that you don't forget about it. But just for simplicity, let's let's imagine that they're about the same. So our job is to create a little bit more space in the left thoracic and the right lumbar. If this is your, if your curve pattern is the right thoracic, left lumbar, that's what you want to lengthen. If you are not quite sure, I recommend that you're just thinking about lengthening overall, thinking about thinking about the crown of the head and the tailbone moving away from each other in different um, positions. And why is that? I'm having my cable out here just to, to demonstrate. So this is a kind of a wound up cable. It's quite bendy, right? But we can see, if I turn it around slightly, it's not flat. It's not two dimensional. This is kind of, this is very similar to the spine. It's not flat, right? It is, uh, three-dimensional, of course. So what do we need to do to get the bend out of this cable? Do we need to bend it the other way? Well, we can try that, but we probably get ourselves into a muddle, right? And it kind of gets all over the place. What is the easiest thing to do is simply to lengthen, right? To elongate. And that is exactly the best thing to do about um, the spine as well, and just lengthening in opposite directions. Okay. So one yoga pose that we can do that is lovely for that is extended puppy pose, which I'm going onto my yoga mat and I'm tucking my toes under, taking my hips slightly back towards the heels. What I don't want to do is round into the... 
I don't know if you heard this, but my phone just rang. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Can you still hear me? I'm hoping that you can still hear me. I'm just gonna check. So if you're here, hello, can you just let me know because my phone just rang and it interrupted me. Yes, okay, thank you, Elena. <laughs> thank you for that. Always something with technology, right? Right, so we have the toes tucked under, we send the hips halfway between the knees and the heels, and then we start to walk the hands forwards. So this is extended puppy pose, and I'm not going into a rounding shape, I'm going into a lengthening shape, and lengthening through the crown of the head and the tailbone. Good. So what you can do then as well, if you kind of if you if you want to get a little bit more specific, for example, let's say you've got a very balanced right thoracic left lumbar curve, you could reach through your left arm a little bit more, and at the same time reaching through your right hip. So right hip moves back to lengthen the right side of the waist at the same time. So in this way, we're working slightly asymmetrical, but we're working on creating that length and that space in the areas that we need. So let me know if that makes sense. <laughs> this is kind of to, to address a um, very even S-curve scoliosis. So where the, the right and the left are, are fairly even. So overall, they're kind of canceling themselves out. In which case, that might be quite a nice adjustment. Now, what you could also do is you could move your hand slightly off center. And that would be something you could do if, for example, if your thoracic curve is a little bit bigger than your lumbar curve. So I hope that kind of gives you a sense of that we need to make sure that we're kind of addressing the individual curve rather than just saying, um, it's an S-curve, so I do this. Now, we need to, to have a little bit more information if we start to adjust the poses a little bit more. If that's too much, if it's too complicated, you're doing a great job if you're just elongating and lengthening in opposite directions. Okay. Let me know if that makes sense for you. Good. So another pose that we could practice um, is, of course, triangle pose, right? So I'm going to take my chair so that I can show you. Good. So I'm going to take my chair here because um, it just helps me to stay a little bit longer into the pose. So let's, again, let's think about, I'm going to take this off and see a little bit better. Oops. A little bit all over the place today. Um, let's imagine right thoracic left lumbar curvature. Right thoracic left lumbar curvature. Now, what happens if I bend over towards the left? 
This is nice for my left lumbar curve because it's open this opening the space. But also, depending on how I bend, I might be going further into my thoracic curvature, especially if I just do this like you do in a yoga class, bring your hand down, reaching the other arm up. Can you see that bend in my body here? So very simple remedy would be just to do a little bit less, right? I'm going to bring the hand onto this chair to be able to keep my spine in a little bit more of a neutral position. And then what I could do here to address that right thoracic curvature, so this right side wants to rotate back. So I kind of keeping, making sure that I keep the right side um, in a neutral position, but I can bring my hand onto the waist and then ever so slightly think about drawing the right shoulder blade back and in, but without leaning back. I don't want to do that because that's taking me further into my rotation. So in that case, I've got the right lumbar opening, the right thoracic slightly shortening, opening here so I can reach the left arm forwards a little bit more. Lovely adjustment for a very kind of straightforward right thoracic left lumbar curve. Good. What about the other side? Take my chair over to the other side. So again, right thoracic, left lumbar curve. What happens if I bend over to the left? Can you imagine how I'm just going further into my lumbar curve? Right, so classic triangle pose, let's be here. I'm just hanging out into my lumbar curve. It's overstretching here, actually not doing me any good, really. So I'm going to come up a little bit higher. So what I want to do, I want to make sure I keep my right lumbar really nice and open. And for this to happen, you have to really think about the whole pelvis coming with you into your triangle pose. Don't leave it behind so that you can keep the right side, right waist, really nice and open. And this is probably as far as I would go. If I go any further, I will collapse into the right side of my waist. So that's where I'm going to stay. I'm going to bring my hand down here. Good. And then I can think about um, the other side slightly. So I, I do want to rotate the left rib cage slightly back. That's fine. Can bring the left arm up. Can even take it over slightly to open this side a little bit more. That might be your adjusted triangle pose on the other side. Good. So let me know, guys, if this makes sense. <laughs> and this is where you might want to um, start to get a little bit more specific with your with your yoga practice, of course. So. For me and Elena, um, if the lumbar curve is your main concern in terms of what you're going to practice, it's probably going to be quite different to someone who has got a bigger thoracic curve and a smaller lumbar curve. So again, um, to, to say which poses are the ones that I should be doing or that I should be focusing on, that kind of depends on your specific needs, right? For me, 
it's I need core strengths, right? I am flexible enough. I don't need more flexibility. Um, I need a little bit more stability, a little bit more strength. I do sit quite a bit nowadays um, just because I teach online most of the time. So what can I do to make sure I'm getting out of my rounding shape and to, to kind of open and keep everything nice and elongated? These are my priorities, right? But that might not be the same for you. So maybe you are uh, on your feet all day. You know, I don't know what job that you do, but you might do something very, very different, right? Or you might be, um, you might be working outdoors and I don't know, like working a lot in your garden or anything like that. So it kind of depends on what else is going on in your life. You might be you might have small children and might be carrying them and might be carrying them one-sided as well. So again, very, very different needs to my needs at the moment. So again, this is why what we do in the practice transformation is we learn how you can create your practice that is for you, for the things that you need at that time or at, at the moment, right? Think of it as a toolbox, right? When something is broken in your house and you take your toolbox with you, you obviously choose the tools according to whatever is broken. And that's not going to be the same um, if your whatever, if your chair broke or if there's something wrong with your window. And, you know, maybe you just ask someone else to fix it <laughs> again. We can compare this to, to our bodies and to scoliosis. Uh, but that's not always the, the best thing to do because guess what? Only you know your body that well. Anyone else is looking from the outside. You are in your body, so you are in a much better position to look after it at the end of the day. So really the yoga is your toolbox, your little uh, package of things of poses of techniques that you can apply when you need it so what you need to do of course is is first of all get really friendly with your escurve scoliosis notice what exactly is happening which one is the driving curve which one is the bigger curve um, and then see what else is going on so i had someone posting in the uh, in the yoga for scoliosis community and she was saying she's got a double S curve. And she drew a picture and it's basically just a wiggly line of lots of curves. So she's got a kind of a right curvature in the neck, then it goes to the left in the upper thoracic, then it goes to the right in the thoracic, then it goes to the left, and then it goes to the right again, something like that, right? It's many, many compensating curves. What's the best thing for her to do? Uh, am I going to say to her, tilt your head here, bend this here, bend the other part here. No, I'm going to tell her to simply lengthen like that cable that I showed you through the crown of the head and get as much length as possible and then strengthening in that position as well. Good guys, so if you if there's no, uh, no more questions, I'm going to leave it at that. Make sure you sign up for the free webinar where we talk about what to do and mainly what not to do, which yoga poses to avoid. Um, 
And yes, we have next week, we've got the lovely Marsha Monroe. She's written the book, Yoga and Scoliosis. So she's going to be here as my interview guest. Um, lovely, very experienced yoga teacher. So make sure that you tune in, in for that. That's going to be our last back chat for the rest of the year. And then we'll be back in January. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you very soon. Bye, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.